Okay, testicles. So, um, apparently, and maybe Joe can weigh in on this. Um, <laughs> Joe's like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I, I want to ask Joe the question directly, but I feel like I don't know. Joe will appreciate this. I don't know if I want to do this, but like, uh, Joe, I mean, I have here in a safe space. I mean, like, and Joe, if you want to share, great. But like, I have learned that, and this is not a woman thing. I think this might be a man thing, um, or or gender assigned at birth, male. I, I, I will say now, okay, that. When taking a shit, you strip prior to taking a shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't fully strip down, but I can. <laughs> I can definitely uh, 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 recall that Seinfeld episode where you take your shirt off while you take a shit. <laughs> that I do. Sarah. Woo! Oh, I'm Pam. Joe just checked our levels and then we clipped immediately. <laughs> <laughs> but you just said the magic word. We cut Joe. Joe, welcome back. Joe, you Thank are you. so, so Thank missed. God. All nine of you, we love you so much, but we know you love Joe more. And he's back. We're so <laughs> happy. Thank you. And he's he's um He's a little tired. Um, little that tired. babe is keeping him up. Oh my god, little Joe! Baby. How's life? We missed you. Life's very good. Life's very good. You guys have been rolling. Got some great content, and Hassan, I want to thank Hassan Moore who was stop, filling in. You guys had a Hassan great been a dream. He's been oh a dream. God, we loved him, and we were like yeah. literally just talking the other night. We were like, we should just create a segment that we get to bring Hassan back because he's got yeah. all these like we little gems. That. Oh my god! Maybe like, like the redacted Warner. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted corner. Redacted with Hassan by Hassan. Oh, God, I love, I love it. it. You guys. I love um, even more that we're back today. We yes. are so, so grateful. All nine of you, we love you so much. We're here kicking it. Uh, courtesy of the newsstand studios in Rockefeller Woo-hoo. Center, we are missing our home away from home, but we are getting into it with a relatable topic today uh, for me and Sarah and a new one for maybe some of you, an old one for maybe some of you. And then we're going to tear it apart with two kick-ass games Boom. with this kick-ass lady, Sarah, who is this gorgeous woman that's going to school the shit out of us. Okay. So you guys, um, I, let me tell you, um, with uh, over uh, this uh, woman. <laughs> so with over 20 years, I had to pull my notes. I wrote it last night cause I was really nervous. Um, with over 20 years of casting experience, including five television series for the likes of USA Lifetime, you guys heard of those, and over 50, that's five zero, independent films, including official selections of Sundance, Tribeca, and Cannes, 200 commercials, 100 plays, and a butt-ton of other amazeball projects. She is an actor's dream champion and has helped thousands of us book roles, find reps, and make better career choices. And now that I'm stealing her line, she's bringing her mad skills to the corporate world, teaching innovators and executives to deliver authenticity. Her best line on her website that I love so much, and it's so true, her superpower is helping you find yours. It's Brett Goldstein, CSA. (laughs) (laughs) Brett, hi. Hi, Brett. Hello, ladies. How you doing? Oh, my oh God. God. So cool. So, so excited to have you here. Thank oh you God. for being with us. 
Well, I'm Thank excited you. to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a oh my- big girl crush on you, Sarah. So, and, and I'm developing one for you, Pam. So there it oh is. Yeah. I could oh cry. Oh my God, I'm dead. I could cry. It's so, so, so reciprocated. Um, Okay, so let's just jump in because she, Brett, you're so full of knowledge and just amazing ideas and perspective. I can't wait for everybody to hear um, what you have to say. So, Pam, sh- shall we? You, you go ahead. Yes, let's. I, I want to. I, I mean, like I, I stalked the shit out of you for quite some time, but <laughs> I, for all nine of our gorgeous listeners, um, what is your? Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Like, what's your deal? Who you are? Where are you from? And how you got to where you are now. Sure, sure. Well, um, we were talking about Jersey earlier. So born actually in Red Mm. Bank. So Jersey Shore. So the the Jersey Shore girl for a few years and then raised in Maryland, which was odd. Nothing against Maryland, but I was, you know, it's just a raised by a bunch of New York Jews kind of in the middle of the country with like horses and a lot of yeah. So it was just it it was just odd. And and then I, I realized I was kind of probably by my senior year of high school too high to make any rational decisions. We ended up staying in Maryland, going to college there and then doing um, a lot of DC theater, which was freaking awesome. And I ended up doing nine seasons of the Folger and it's a great theater community. And I, I I, I love, I love, I miss that community. That was great. And then, but I knew that like New York was going to be the thing. I mean, I always knew that. So I moved to New York in 2000 Oh, but this is a fun story, how I got yes. into casting to begin with. Um, I was working, this is 1996, I think. I was working at Source Theater Company, an intern for the Washington Theater Festival. And I saw this lady who was probably my age now, like, you know, I don't know, something mid-late 40s. And this is August in Washington, D.C., so the mm-hmm. heat is. Boom. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I think that town is literally built on a swamp. So like literally, so it's, it was, it's, it's a lot. And I, uh, and I saw this woman on the phone all day long and the back of her hair would blow occasionally. And I was like, oh my God, she's got an air conditioning vent, like from the ceiling pointed directly at the back of her neck, shoveling low mane into her face all day long on the phone, like talking, eating. And then like, usually Every other day or so, some really hot motherfucker would just walk down the hall and present her with, like, alcohol and fruit or chocolate or some shit. You know, it was a 90s, so, like, sit on her lap, hang out with her, like, hop, sit on her desk. Like, and I was like, okay, wait, so the, all of the things that I love, and she'd only get up out of her chair to, like, pee, and then she'd go back and sit down. So I was like, what is this bitch doing? And I want in. So I like nudged the two other people on the staff that were, you know, a little closer to my age. And I said, just give me one day. Give me one goddamn day with her. I just, I want it to be that she's a casting director. Leave her alone. You're not hired to do this, blah, blah, blah. And I nudged and nudged and nudged. (laughs) Finally, they said one day, and then you're going to shut the fuck up. And I was like, yep, one day. (laughs) And like, I did one day with her and I... I understood what she was doing, and I said, and and this is probably around the time single white female came out, and I re- I was like, so I'm gonna have your job in six months. At the end of the day, this like you know 22 year old says this to her, and she was like, mm-hmm, because the to get to the administrative offices at that theater, you had to go up like a really steep set of like concrete and metal stairs. Yeah. She was probably fucking terrified. And had every right to be. But what was crazy was I didn't murder her. And then in six months, she got a full-time job teaching at Georgetown. And I got her job. 
Fuck yeah, crazy. you did. Wow. At which point they were all, they were like, oh yeah, so that line item in the budget, yeah. we Because she was probably in her late 40s and here I was like, you know, this kid and they were like, yeah, we're, you're going to do her job, but we're not going to really pay you more right. than like five cents. And oh. so I don't even think I had a sat like, I don't, I don't, I, I know I got paid something, but it was probably five cents. So I waited tables <laughs> at two restaurants and Jesus. did that whole time because I was in my 20s. And it was the 90s. And, like, right. you could get great jobs. Wow. Yeah. In the, yeah. In your, it was, a, yeah. Oy. And so I, um, yeah, I started there. I did that. Moved to New York in 2000. Um, still did a bunch of theater. And then I realized uh, that it's not that I was over the theater people, but I realized, ooh, the independent film directors. I remember this is a different time and I didn't fuck them. Don't worry about it. But I was like, Oh, this the independent film directors, they're all like bearded, younger, straight men that smoke yes. pot and drink beer. So my vagina yes. made my life choices for oh, me. But again, didn't, yes. I didn't do anything wrong. The other thing that I loved about the indie film thing was that they, I, I kind of, they, they liked me having a voice in the room yeah. as opposed to the theater directors where it's like, I need to know that I can collaborate with actors in this way. Cause it's a four week rehearsal period. Yeah. And for with the independent film directors, it was like, Oh, you have an adjustment for them. Yeah. Fucking have at yeah. it because I don't really necessarily know how to direct. I'm a visual <laughs> person. So I did a whole bunch of independent films. Then one day woke up and I was like, I don't even like independent film. What the fuck am I doing? And then I like decided money was fun. And so <laughs> I, I did a bunch of commercials, hundreds, I think it's well over 200 at this point. Oh and God. then, TV stuff and and uh, I've kind of like done everything I think except animation, um, which would be cool I think, yeah. but I think that's hard to break into and that's probably not going to happen. So there it is. That's my that's my story. Oh, and the right. So and then do I think I'm a good casting director? I'm not sure. I think I'm really good at giving adjustments. And to that end, I've been coaching and teaching for a long time, and that's the part that I love. That's the that's probably why I was put on this earth is to do that work, not necessarily put actors into roles and projects. So the more I can do that, the happier I am. Mm. And the fact that we can do that virtually, like, you know, pandemic fucked up, but like, at least now we understand what Zoom is and that's been really helpful. Yeah. Because I have arthritis and now I'm in Florida and there it is just, you know, temporarily. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, Okay. So you've had a lot of experience behind the table. I'm sure that there have been many, many, many cringe-worthy moments, but we want to know some mm. of the most refreshing moments you've had behind the table. If you could remember, like, one or two of them off the top of your head, if anything comes to yeah, you. Yeah, I feel like it kind of goes perfect with what she just said, because she's really in, she's really diving You are into, such like, an actor lover, and, and it's, training it's and so stuff. refreshing, yeah. Brett, because so many times as an actor you walk into that room and you just feel like you don't have a friend behind that table it feels that way a lot of times and not with you you are one of the most kind warm presences i think in the industry that i've experienced so yeah i want to know some of the the nice moments that you've had from actors or or directors can i just tell you my theory on that though mm-hmm. Not to get like dark and fucked up for a second but Please. i have a theory and this, this hopefully this will be helpful to actors of why that happens yeah. bring it okay I think that for a lot of casting directors, if, if, if we were, and I'll include myself in this mix, if we weren't such neurotic control freaks, <laughs> we would be, we would be actors mm. or, I mean, I mean, maybe directors. I don't think so. I think actors, right? I'm not feeling like I'm fully in my creative expression. So my soul is like tamped down all the time combined with neurotic and control freak combined with this. Uh, 
for a lot of jobs, there is this feeling, and sometimes it's way more than a feeling, of like, of this, the, the subtext of all of it is, honey, you are so expendable. Mm. And I need you on call day in and day out, 24-7. Oh, and bitch, I can replace you so easily. And you are lucky to have this job. Mm -hmm. And you are my bitch, Mm -hmm. bitch. Mm -hmm. And so you sit there and you feel like, fuck me. I might not be able to put food on the table. This could be my last job. You're you now with the, 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 uh, your email and your phone, everything is blowing up. They're literally like, do this for me. And you're like, but I'm in auditions for you. And like, you can't talk back. And so you've got a bunch of actors who are being really nice to you. And, and, and they want jobs, right? So, so you want, and you want to give them what they want. Then you have a bunch of producers on the other side where there's this feeling of like, <laughs> and then you've got the name actors that you're chasing after with the no money mm-hmm. that you're offering them. And that's not your fault. And they're like, uh, go fuck yourself. Right. And that's really coming from CAA or whatever. Right. So like, no wonder they're sitting behind the table because that look of grumpy and shitty is like fear mm. a lot of the times. That's, you know, that's coming out. It's anger and fear because there's no room for softness and sadness. And it, like, especially in New York where like life is just harder in general. Mm. So I don't blame you for feeling that way. Know that it's their own neuroses in Michigas. But one, th- I, I will say, and it's not your job to like be our best friend or therapist or the sunshine in the room. But when an actor walks in the room, and this might slightly answer your question. And they are like really prepared and and they and unless it's like a biopic, a period piece, or something super character or stylized, they believe in themselves enough and trust in their own voice enough where they can bring themselves to the role and make the character their bitch. And they walk in with this wonderful, almost like second date energy of like, and if you like me, you like me. If you like the way the old noggin works <laughs> and my defense mechanisms and the way I behave in a given set of circumstances where I'm like listening and I'm fully present, like all those second date things, right? Yeah. Where you're not thinking, what do they want? Because I'll bend myself into a goddamn pretzel. Mm-hmm. So if you like, and it's, it's those actors that all of a sudden they help our nervous systems relax and we feel safe and then we're grateful and then we become their biggest fucking fans. And, and that happens a lot. Yeah. Boom. You heard it here, folks. That is, that's, and, and honestly too, I think that's like an incredible piece of advice just for any actor. It's so funny because when we said we were going to invite you, I was like, wow, I feel like when I was doing all my notes, I like turned into like 22 year old Mm -hmm. Pam because I just feel like this conversation for younger me would have been so much like it would have opened my eyes I guess my question is more uh what do you wish every uh young buck coming out of whatever program they've been at and they have the chutzpah to get at it with their juton dress and their nude heels what is it that you want them knowing before they come into the room this is a business of relationships it's a long game um, it, and that if you really think about it, kind of like dating, apply similar rules, like with a little less tongue. <laughs> so like, <laughs> they all, none of the tongue. We're in a different world right now. I don't know. Like, 
Because like, <laughs> really, like if you think about it, and I know I, I said this before, if you are empowered on that first or second date and you walk in saying, I'm going to know who this person is, like be prepared, read the profile, right? So you're not like, Jesus, I, I swiped on so many people. I don't even know who I'm sitting mm-hmm. with. So they feel seen and you are innately curious and you, you, you don't try to be what you think they want you to be because that's going to backfire somewhere or other. You do leave a little mystery and I'm not saying the rules is right. It's not, but like you don't overshare because like you don't know them yet. They haven't fucking earned it yet. Um, and you, and you release at the end of it and go, and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. And I don't have to put all my eggs in this basket. And this isn't necessarily the one because they haven't even had the time to prove it to me yet. Mm. And there's going to be so much more opportunity out there for other connections. And I, I feel like I want young actors to know that, that it's the same rules apply. Like if, if not this job, something else, and to be able to just let it go after a self tape or an audition and say, I did the best I could, even if you had an off day. Oh, and by the way, we, I will only remember, I mean, yes, I did a lot of drugs in the 90s, but I'm only going to remember the really, really, really good shit and the really, really, really bad shit. Yep. And the bad shit, especially if it's cult classic. And I got a great story about that involving testicles I can share with you if you're interested. Oh, thank God, yes. But like, you know, like, like that's, I'll only remember that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you had a slightly off day, there might be, and that might be a, a grumpy face. Like, that might be like, wah, wah, mm-hmm. that happened in the room. And then, like, you know, you get over it and you smile and you say, okay, she had an off day or whatever it is. Like, you're not always going to knock it out of the park, especially when we're back in the room and you can't control it with, like, all the, like, the way that you can with a self-tape. Um, but it's a business of relationships. Casting directors will always kind of be middle management, and that's okay. Actors, you have the power to one day, and the possible the potential trajectory to one day be A-listers. Do not forget that. Because if you keep that in the back of your mind, that one day I might be asking you for a favor, and this really is about professional relationships, colleagues, friendships, and like, and just getting to know each other and like saying, hey, I've got your back. Like, it's a long game. Oh, and by the way, the, 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 the fresh out of school with the nude heels, those waiting rooms can sometimes, it's gotten better, be a little dicey because everyone's like, and not, like we're all going after the same role. <laughs> By the time motherfuckers get to my age, they're like, oh, you didn't see Andrea for this? Hold on. Let me get her on the phone. Like the, 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 the women in their late 40s literally like call a motherfucker that might book it and not them mm-hmm. because it's like there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. And we all have each other's backs, and if not, there's something else. So that's a lot of things I'm unloading on you with that question. But like, there's, there's, I do feel like, like that, that, that feeling of, oh, I really, really hope they like me, and that's how, that's a chorus line song, isn't that? Like, I really hope yep. they, they like me, or they get me, or that I'm doing what they want, or whatever. No, like they, it, it, we know it when it's right, and if it's not your turn today, it will be another day, and and you. Trust your choices, trust, and, and don't be who you think we want you to be. That's a mess because it doesn't work with dating and it doesn't work in the acting game. There it is. I'm going to shut the fuck up now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to transition now because I want to know how and why you got into corporate coaching and what's that been like? This is kind of a funny story, actually. So I was working for a production company and 
I had been casting pharmaceutical industrial. So I had already discovered like money is fun. Mm, yeah. I was doing pharma industrials for them, you know, for years. And I would do maybe two or three a year. So these pharmaceutical companies, as you know, have these big convention type things. And they, you know, and they do some cool, kitschy, campy stuff or whatever. One of my jobs as a casting director was to cast a cartoon fish that would be, what do you, what do you call it? Motion capture, yes. right? So like you'd have an actor <laughs> who's like whatever, like wired up with balls or whatever, like balls on your face or like whatever. God, I love this and business. Like, and, and that, so that fish would be projected on this massive screen and like talk to like the, the, the vice presidents and the people that ran the company and whatever. And so there'd be a dialogue with this fish. So we needed like an actor who was a really strong improv performer improv, that yeah, could yeah. do this, right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> ultimately it resulted in me making like a pitch deck for them. These are all the big mockers yeah. at UCB. Like, like this, is, this is who we could look at their work and then we can always make offers to somebody directly, blah, blah, blah. I think he like flipped through it for two seconds and then he was like, you, you're the fish. You're the fish. Oh my God. No. And I said, that's, that's. She was like, sign me up. I'd sit through that thing. I'm here that's for like, it. Uh... And I said, oh my God. I said, that is stupid on multiple levels. By the way, I'll get to the coaching. Like, like I, I'm getting there. Sorry. I know. And Pam's like, bitch, like this is like a first class fight to fucking Dubai. Like Jesus, this, this bitch I'm won't here. shut up. I'm here um, for it. Okay. I'm here for it. So, We're grateful, um, Brett. I said, listen, l- listen, you, first of all, I really don't feel comfortable taking work away from an actor. I really don't. And, and, and this, even though these actors have not auditioned for this, I am taking work away from an actor. Also, you sure you want that Jewish a goldfish? Really? <laughs> like, you, because I don't think I can, I'm not an actor. Also, I sometimes say the C word. I say motherfucker a lot. I like, I will also, I am really, and this is also pre me too, but I was like, I, but it doesn't even matter. I was like, I'm ridiculously whorish and I, there is no world. And I love old white men. I know that they're not very popular right now, but I love them. So you're going to put me in a situation where I'm looking at a screen at a bunch of 65 year old white men and I'm going to try to lick them. And this is going to be hey. Dad Means Bears in front of like 500 people that are all corporate motherfuckers. Oh like, God. I can't do this. I can't control myself. Um, and, and so, and he like kind of doubled down on it. And like, no, I was like, fine, fish. but if I fuck up, that's on you. And I remember him being like, just don't fuck up then. Mm. And so like, <laughs> and he like, okay. I so yeah. I went down there, like I, 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 and this, and I, and I did it and I, I managed to do it and, and, and not get sued. And, and that was crazy. And maybe actually was it right at the beginning of me. So one of the vice presidents was rehearsing his presentation. He's basically teching. Yeah. And he's rehearsing his presentation. He's trying to edit the script on the fly. And, like, no one is paying attention to him. And not, like, that's their job. But, like, they're not even being respectful. Because they don't know what it's Mm, like. There's no empathy there. So I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to get this guy's back. So I sat in the front row. And I just looked up. And I I just looked up. And I nodded. And... And he, he, he looked at me with these grateful eyes yeah. and then he, he'd come down and he'd like kind of get to the, to the lip of the stage and be like, is this going okay? Hey, do you have any notes? Aren't you a casting director? And I was like, well, yes. And I do have some notes. I do have some like, notes. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, because I was like, you're going into like, I am a vice president making a presentation yes. to a lot of people mode. And actually what's so likable about you is the following. Da, 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 da. Mm. So I was talking about his special sauce, like what really pops if I were an actor, why I'd want to watch him on my television. And so he was like, well, holy shit. So this like just kind of happened organically while I was like waiting to do fish rehearsal. <laughs> And, and then oh it just Waiting kind of went on fish. and on. And finally he went to the production company. He was like, somebody needs to coach these things and it needs to be her. Boom. And so, and, and, oh, and wow. so okay. Th- so I started coaching more of these executives and I was like, I'm having the time of my life mm. because actors find their own voice. Like I think that we like, we all get into this business to step into the shoes of another human being. But now we're looking for such naturalism in most of the work that like, it's actually a journey to discovering yourself. So actors are more used to exploring this corporate people, not so much. So corporate (laughs) people in Connecticut, less so. So like it was, it was wonderful. And I still work for them and I love them. Oh my God. And so it just went from there. You're like, so you're like the muggle whisperer. You're the kissy face, kissy (laughs) fish. Yeah. Mm. Oh my God, if Hassan was here, he'd have a so field day. Would. Okay, I have one last yes. question. The best and worst parts of your job. Oh, the best part. Oh, the best part is when you feel like you fought, like the I feel like I've fought for an actor. Like they, they want that role. It's great for them. They feel like it was written for them. And they don't let that, like, get into their head mm. with all the Michigas. Like, oh, my God. Like, ah, you know, because sometimes that can really backfire yeah. when it really feels like it's written for you. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. Um, so it, it's when it, when it feels like the right fit and it's someone who I've known for years. And, oh, maybe they're always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And, like, and, and now finally I get to give them a role that can take their career to the next level. And, I, I, and, and through that journey, I've been, like, you, you, you're going to you're going ca- to cast them because I like 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 I fought for them like they wanted it like and and, and I am on team whomever yes. like whatever all right so that that's the best part and the worst part uh, which is why I will be in therapy for until I get get casting out of my system I guess is is the like you know the for me and because it's also anger at myself. To not, to after all these years, and I think I've been doing this for 25 years, to like wow. experience all that aforementioned mishigas with the producers, mm-hmm. where I feel like I am working so hard and it couldn't get any better than this for the money that you are providing mm-hmm. me to provide to other people. Why can't I just get like that pat on the back, mm-hmm. right? Because I like I'm I'm breaking myself for you. So the worst part of it is this constant stress thing and I gotta tell you there's a lot of casting directors out there who I mean this is gonna be dark but who don't even necessarily have pets or children Mm -hmm. me included because at the end of the day we're like all I can do is watch tv and and Mm -hmm. it it, it can be and and then you're like for this yeah like we're not saving lives and I and a lot of casting directors with autoimmune diseases interesting yeah like that's the dark dark stress like so like you're yeah and it's a lot of women right and like and it fucks you up and like and we are and and you can't necessarily be like hey guess what suck my dick and it's not because you don't have a dick it's because you're like you can't say it because it might be your last job and it's a small town right all of it so that's like so when i when i work with people that i love 
and I really get to collaborate creatively with boundaries where also I am really feeling seen. It's a beautiful thing. And I always feel seen, not always, but most of the time I feel seen by actors. I love actors. And that's my favorite, 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 favorite part of the job is, 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 is actors. Yeah. I love actors. Mm. Mm. So well said. Oh my God. And with that, we are going to take a moment and transition. So I want to get into games, but I think we should play. I think we should play a little mini game. Oh, you know what that mini game is. Because it's time for what What you got got there. What you got there. What you got there. What you got there. Yeah. Thank you. So, per usual, I want to make it a game. I'm going to put 15 hours on the clock. And wait, no, sorry, 15 seconds. Oh my God. (laughs) 15 seconds on the clock. (laughs) I love my timer so much. (laughs) I'm really bad at it. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm going to put 15 seconds on the clock, and I want you to make your case as to why we would use Anchor (gasps) as a platform for our podcast. Oh. That's easy because we do actually use Anchor as a platform for our podcast. So I know, I know mine. All right. So how many seconds do I have? At fifteen. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Set. Go. Okay. Number one, um, it's free. It's free. Um, and I'm saying it again, it's free. <laughs> um, number two, they have all of these like creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right within their website. Um, and they also have an app on, so you can do it on your phone on the go. Um. And they distribute your podcast for you. So you can literally be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, a lot of other ones without the hassle or the hustle. Wow, you have three seconds left. It's great. We love Anchor. Way to go. All right, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Here, no, me... I can't. You do a timer. It's I okay. I'll do it. Okay. Full of pressure. Okay, ready? Yes. Ready, set, go. You can make money, honey. From your very own podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right, all nine of you. I'm talking to you, and I love you so much. Um, It's a one-stop shop for everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so simple. You can get started and go live by downloading the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now. (gasps) Two, one, boom, boom. Good job. Good job. And that's it for what I got there. That's what we had there. (laughs) <laughs> is that how we should end that now i like that i like it too it's happening thank you so much you guys you heard it here anchor anchor.fm take a look check it out if you want to start a podcast that's the way to go about it boom should i just have the testicle story real quick before we go on to the next thing oh yes tell the testicle story <laughs> it's a perfect, perfect segue. segue it's a perfect segue this is the testicle story and this is and, and the reason why i'm saying this is because like this shit i'm gonna remember <laughs> But, like, I'm not going to remember if you had a kind of off day and feel like you didn't, like, really give your, bring your A-game in the room. I'm not going to remember. Because especially with self-tapes now, where we're asking for, like, 500 self-tapes a project, oh like, as opposed to seeing, let's say, 48 yes. people in the room. You think I'm going to remember? I'm not going to remember. Okay. Testicles. So, um, apparently, <laughs> and maybe Joe can weigh in on this. Um, Joe's like, I'm here for it. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I, I want to ask Joe the question directly, but I feel like I don't know Joe will appreciate this. I don't know Milan to do this, but like, uh, Joe, I mean, I have you're in a safe space. I mean, like, and Joe, if you want to share, great. But like, I have learned that, and this is not a woman thing. I think this might be a man thing, um, or or gender assigned at birth, male. I, I, I will say now, okay, that when taking a shit, you strip. <laughs> 
prior to taking a shit. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't fully strip down, but I can. <laughs> I can definitely uh, 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 recall that Seinfeld episode where you take your shirt off <laughs> while you take a shit. That I do. Okay, so why? Is it, like, but like, wh- yeah, why? It's comfy. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I got to know how the poop thing ties in with the testicles, though. So, in this so story. Poop get in the testicles? In this story. This happened so long ago that this is at a time where at least in my world of independent film and especially being in New York, right? Because like, you know, innately it is a theater town. Mm -hmm. And so you could get away with a lot of not putting people on like a VHS tape, like for in New York. Right. So what, what you would do is it would be very similar to a theater audition. Um, You would rent, I mean, this is not everybody, but like I would rent space and, 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 It was, I think that we were in like old Shetler or something like whatever it was. It was like a room that dancers had definitely been in. And it was that the wood floor with like the ballet bar and like, and schmutz all over the floor because like when, how often do they clean those rooms? So if you, and like, it was kind of echoey, but like, but basically like you don't put anything on tape and you have the filmmakers in the room with you and you would do it just like a theater Mm -hmm, audition. mm -hmm. So we brought in, so basically the scene is a guy like kind of like, you know, like a, a mob guy talking to his mob boss and he is in the house of the person he's supposed to kill mm. but the guy hasn't come back so he's like taking his sweet time waiting for the guy to get back from wherever he is and he's like talking on a on like one of those like big cell yes. phones right and like and pooping and so <laughs> and, and like and so it's funny but like you know and, and so yes. he's like having the conversation with the boss on the phone okay so all of the actors except this one guy would grab a chair and just, you know, do, like pace around in the beginning because they, they, they had room and then they would like sit on the chair as if it was the toilet and they would like, you know, once in a while they'd like, you know, they'd like make a or whatever, like do, but, but like, but they would just keep going. They do the scene, right? You know, read yes. the reader and they're, and they're, they're, they're mining all of this. So this, this okay. guy walks in, I don't remember who the actor was, bunch of credits, probably like, you know, early fifties, and he he's doing the scene, doing the scene, doesn't grab the chair, takes all of his clothes <laughs> off, except for his boxers. And then and the boxers must have been as old as I was. And I and like and I and like so they're from 1973. Oh, and he slides like down the wall, kind of like <sighs> like navigates his body over the ballet bar, now slides down the other part of the wall. So now he's he, he's squatting over the floor the boxers shift like because they're like ratty and like and almost see-through and old and like his long like 50 whatever year old testicles (laughs) like just start like dust lately dusting the floor (laughs) and i don't know if he's aware because i don't know how i mean i'm assuming he was probably aware that he felt like the cooler but maybe it felt good i don't know i don't like testicles i can't and I was literally like, this is the best day of my life. I could die tomorrow. Like, I'm done. I'm good. This is perfect. And the fact that we didn't have a camera in the room makes me so, so sad. Upset. That's the best story I've ever heard. I asked. Like, I I, I didn't ask him because I was in, like, a state of shock. But later, like, I, I talked to all, again, you know, cute 30-somethings with facial hair yeah. and, you know, whatever. And I was like, why did he take his clothes off? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's a thing. <laughs> and then I learned that that's a thing. And I was did, like, women don't do that. Did he get the job? No. 
Oh, he didn't get the job, but that would have been awesome. Oh man, what a bummer, man! He should have got it. What that's a method the one. Actor. That's the one wow. time that this casting director behind the table, you're sitting behind the table, and you go, "We've seen all we need to see. Thank you so much." And you meant it. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me a story that'll last me Forever. through the end of time, and I'm so grateful. But we are done oh my here. God. <laughs> oh my Thank you. So God. Don't call us. We'll call you. We'll call you. <laughs> and that, like, we couldn't have asked for a better segue than that. Into the first game. Game. Oh, hell yeah. Game number one. Okay, Pam, what's what's game game number number one? one? What are we doing? I mean, game number one. (laughs) It's pretty much, uh, don't call us, we'll call you. Okay, so... Perfect, perfect segue. So uh, Sarah and I are going to take turns giving Brett truly god-awful audition scenarios, uh, very much like the one we were just told. I, I can't know, top that. Mine will not be nearly as uh, bad as that. I don't know if we're going to be able to top that, but we're going to try. Um, she's going to do her best to help us not get blacklisted. We got two stories each. Um what do you think? Do you want to go first? I would love to I? go first. Mine are mine are going to be fair, really anticlimactic after that story. I got to tell you, um, but I feel like these are okay. p- these are potentially like real landmines that that actors could step in and probably do all the time. So I'm I'm excited to hear <clears throat> your take. Okay, so scenario number one. Oh my god, Brett, you've taken a chance on a girl you met in a class who you think ha- really has great potential. Um, you've given her an appointment. Her appointment comes up. She strides into the room, all confidence and great that grace, that second date energy you were talking about. She says a quick hello, launches into her sides. Um, so far, she's nailing it, and you're feeling really fantastic about calling her in, so you decide to give her some direction for her second take. And then all of a sudden, she starts calling you Bet. And it's really obvious to the entire creative team sitting behind the table with you that she is calling you by the wrong name. What do you do, and Ow. is there any coming back from that? For her, is it as simple as you know? It's just correcting her, or honestly, I wouldn't. Mm. I, I I really wouldn't because because I okay because well, <laughs> um, <laughs> are you gonna say, start singing "When Beneath My Wings" to her? Well, I just I want I want that I want that bad. It's fun. I mean, like, because here's the thing. Like, okay, put it this way, and this just goes to show how neurotic Jewish I really am. Let's say <laughs> I hate to say this, but let's say she's not a Jew, right? She is shiksa extraordinaire mm-hmm. and happens to be doing a really good job or whatever. If I were in her position, yep. um, and then I correct her, I would think that she would think two things, or at least I would, mm-hmm. if I was in that situation. The first thing being. Oh my God, she's so much like Bette Midler that I've done a possible anti-Semitic thing and kind of lumped all of these people that are kind of exactly alike into like one one bucket and I fucked up and that's totally anti-Semitic and she hates me now. Also, I don't know her fucking name and she's the one, like I I got her name wrong and she's the one who called me in. Like I would go into a shame spiral if I were in this position, especially if I wasn't Jewish. So like I would just shut the fuck up is what I would do just out of kindness. Yeah, she wants to call me bet. Yeah. I'll take that as a compliment. So kind. Oh okay, cool. You're very kind. I have another piece of very advice where that's human. concerned. I know we're playing a game, but I have a piece of advice yeah. on that too. Like one thing that I think would actually help to move the needle because this is also a business of like of egos and like not feeling seen behind mm-hmm. the table and all that kind of stuff. 
especially if the people behind the table aren't famous, do a deeper dive, watch something more random on Netflix that they've done or whatever, and compliment yep. in a casting director's case, their casting of so and of such of so and so in such and such. It's more of a like like a what do you call it? Like a B-side yes. situation, yes. I guess, or whatever. And and definitely the cut. other people behind the table, a deep cut, yeah. right. Like know who they are, what they've done, and if it's genuine, mm-hmm. say a thing. Because that, by the way, has gotten me so many jobs where like even with one showrunner where I was like, I'm a huge fucking catfish fan. Yeah. And he was like, really? And I was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. let's talk about so-and-so and such and such. In season four, the scene where the guy was on paternity leave and you came in and did the showrunner job, like let's talk about that season. Wow. And he had story after story after oh. story and he felt seen. Yep. And that took like a two-second IMDb thing in an elevator. So know who's behind the table and if you genuinely feel something mm-hmm. about the work that they've done, say it and it won't feel ass kiss assy if it's real. Yep. Yep. Amazing. Oh my God. You heard it here first. Okay, Pam. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. <laughs> I got we went very different ways per use. Here we go. Okay. <laughs> Brett. In walks in a gorgeous man. Perfectly aligned with description details of the character you're looking for. As he comes into the room with what he has prepared, he's doing a very bizarre accent. When you ask him to drop it, try something else, he takes off his shirt. proceeds <laughs> to take off his pants. You ask him... <laughs> kiss him it. You ask him to make an adjustment and please put your clothes back on. He just starts laughing through his lines and he can't stop. Here's the thing. You're casting a drama. So... How do we get back on track? Or do we call the paramedics and just bring a gurney in for the gorgeous man? <laughs> okay, can I ask questions about Hell this? Hell yeah. Of course. Okay. Of course. Does he have chops? Uh, decent, yes. And how far behind am I running? Hmm. Am I? Uh, you're about 20 minutes behind. Fuck. Okay, well, if he... If once the clothes come back on and then he just giggles through his lines, like we're done, I think. Like I'll be I'll be perfectly nice. But like clearly he is he's lost his goddamn mind and like, you know, the Molly hasn't worn off from last night and like God love him, but like I don't know what the fuck. And in that case, and by the way, they're like the the ripping off the shirt in the middle of a very dramatic scene has happened to me multiple times in the room. Oh yeah. Where I'm like, how is this even happening yeah. right now? Um, and like, yeah, that's yours. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Like, so, so I don't know. So it, it feels You're like, like, do you need to like, take a poop? Like what is going on? Why are you taking your shirt off? Seriously. I didn't even mean to plan that guys. <laughs> so basically we go from weird accent, which is not his own. Like it's just weird. And then we now. go for like shirt off, pants off. He puts the clothes back on and then he can't get the fuck through the scene because he's laughing. By the time he starts yeah. laughing, then it just starts to feel mm. like I'm being fucked with, right, I think. Right. So, you know, mm. I would probably assume that the drugs haven't worn off and I would let him go. I mean, we've, I've definitely <laughs> There's had no adjustment to yeah. be made. I don't, I just, I feel like I tried in that case and I'm 20 minutes behind. I have to be respectful to them. I've definitely had people come in the room where I smell the alcohol or wow. I see their eyes and I'm just like, oh boy. Wow. Like you, you shouldn't have what eaten you all got? those mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. Like, so, and yeah, there, I, I respect that. Like you can, you can make it to me in Midtown, Midtown West. And you're this fuck good for you. Good for fucking you. <laughs> Go enjoy the rest of yeah. your day, but get out of my room. Yeah. Okay. So um, this one, this question is more focused on like the follow-up aspect because you talk about this is a business of relationships and navigating and years you build these relationships. 
So you've called this guy in successfully for a minute now. He's um, gotten a couple of callbacks for some guest stars, um, some pretty decent decent stuff. Um, he's consistent in the room. The only problem is he's recently started emailing you about projects he thinks he's right for about five seconds after your breakdown goes out. And he seems to think he's right for every project. You've tried giving uh-huh. subtle hints, and he's just not picking up your cues. Is there any coming back from this for him, or is he emailing his way off of your list? I think I would do one of two things, depending on how receptive I think he's going to be to this. And also, okay, yeah, just based on that. So if I think that he can really hear me, if I just give it to him straight, mm-hmm. like, listen, I'm help- I'm, I really am helping you here because not every role is for everybody. Mm-hmm. And like this, you're, you're going to water everything down here. So like maybe do this when you really feel like this is, this role feels like it was written for me. And by the way, these, and, and every actor should really do some soul searching about what's uh, all actors that I talked to, especially recently, because this is a bud, buzzword. They're like, I'm a storyteller. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Guilty. Storytellers. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Like, we're all storytellers, yep. so now that, that, that term is diluted. Yep. So what stories were you put on earth to tell? Mm. So I would probably, like, like if, he, if I knew he could hear me, I would probably get on the phone with him and say that. Like, I want you to really think about that, because if you're doing this with me, you might be doing this with other people, mm-hmm. and they're going to hate you for it. I know where this is coming from. This is coming from, like, you wanting to work and believing because you are a trained theater actor and you are a good actor that you can do all of the things, but this is not strategic. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. So if I felt like he could hear it, great. If I felt that he couldn't hear it, I would probably just be like, thanks. And then delete. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. just do what I was going to do anyway, which means call him in for the stuff he's right for. But would he, would I get to a point where I'm like, suck my dick? Nah, no, no, no. You're so no, kind. No, not at all. No. Not worth it. <clears throat> Not worth it. <laughs> Sorry, you're so you're kind. so kind. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, I don't want to hurt him because sure. it's really coming from a really good place, yeah. and possibly even a fair place. He would give his version of like all of the rules, but it's not strategic. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's exhausting. Yeah. No. Okay, Pam. Okay. What's your last one? All right. Not so camera ready. Mom comes breezing in, makes it just in the nick of time for her appointment with her small child, oh. and. The small child won't let her into the room. Tantrum erupts now. This desperate mama vows that she's prepared and thinks she can do it if we just let the kid in the room. She starts to play the scene to the child, who continues to carry on and throw shit and double down on volume. But the woman manages to stay in character and really gets the material like you haven't seen all day. Where do we go from here? So the child is making all of this noise, but the woman's performance is actually amazing. Yeah. Christ. Like, she's really barreling through it, and she's actually playing it to the child so that she can just kind of, I don't know, kill two birds with one stone, maybe. So this is where I would play the I don't have children card, and I would say Mm -hmm. to her, listen, you just saved my life. You knocked it out of the park. I love you. I want you to hold on to all of this. But 
you, and then I would totally throw, I hate to say it, but the people signing my checks under the bus. And I would say, it is going to be very hard for these network executives or whoever it is to get past the sound of a screaming toddler. Mm -hmm. I just think they're not even going to really die. Like they're not going to dial into this brilliant work that you're doing. Can we dump your toddler in the waiting room with all these other ladies sitting there? They're safe. Like, can you put the kid in that room and have them scream Mm -hmm. over there for a second? If you feel uncomfortable with that, what do I know? I'm not a mother. Mm. And and you have every right to say held to the no on this, but I'm trying to help protect your performance here. Is there any way we can like lock the child in a bathroom? And I would say jokingly, but I kind of mean it. Like Joe's cringing as he he has a baby, but like, like, what do I know? I'm not a mother, but like, because there's so many situations where literally I have seen parents hand like their fucking newborn Mm -hmm. to a complete stranger and be like, bye. And then and their purse happens all the time. It happens every audition happens all the time audition really they'll bring their kids and then they hand their kid off to a per all the actors and they say your problem now they all do it yeah so you know no no one's eaten the child yet so like or or, you know i don't know like i'm I'm usually like because i don't want the monitors to be responsible for it the other actors do it so it's so i I would say like like let's i know that the kid's gonna scream the kid's screaming anyway fuck it and then i'll see what happens from there and if she's wow. like, no, this is like, this is what it's going to be. Then I'll say, cool, we already got it in that beautiful take. And like, we'll do the best we can. But, you know, there it is. Yeah. Hmm. Boom. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's good. good. I hope you guys are taking notes. Woo! Okay, I love that game because I feel like we got like a lot of like really actual practical advice and like good perspective from from mm-hmm. Brett. Now, this one's going to be like a little bit different. So we weren't, we're going to ask you guys to go on a journey with us for game number two. We're going to play cast the movie because we oh, couldn't yes! help ourselves. Um, so we are all four of us going to just like go on this journey together and come up with some ideas for people who would <laughs> be very well cast in a um, a new, uh, maybe a rom-com dramedy kind of situation mm, focused on yes. a plucky, redheaded leading lady who's gotten bored of completely like <laughs> crushing the commercial <laughs> casting world and theater and film and TV. So she's decided to take her talents where they're really needed, C-level executives. Will she be able to break mm. down the walls of her crusty new clients and find love in the mean streets of Fidei? We'll set a timer for seven <laughs> minutes, and we're going to work together to build our dream cast and creative team for this soon-to-be Netflix top ten. Who's playing our, our plucky leading lady? What do you think, Brett? Okay, well, I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a fantasy of who would play me. Okay, I who? Um, all right, you might need to Google her now, but okay. do you know who Artemis Pebdani is? no. Whoa. But um, not a Jew, but a Greek, I think, or okay. something. No, she's not Greek. What is she? She's Artemis, maybe Greek. Then. I don't know. A Artemis, yeah. Um, she God. plays Artemis in It's Always Sunny. She's the one that fucks oh. Frank, right? And so, and like is completely amazing and gross. She was also she's, on Scandal, but like, you know. Yes, I know her. Right? She's hilarious. Yes. She's um, she like that. I feel like like that might be since we can't get Bette Midler circa nineteen eighty nine or whatever. We can like do that, whatever. She's the one person. We can do whatever. Doesn't um, have to be current. Like no. you can say like young. Like because I was thinking like how fucking funny would a young Lucille Ball be? I said Lucille Ball. I, mean, I said Luce. I was gonna say Lucille Ball or Carol. Burnett. Carol Burnett. That's a good one. Oh, that I was. Ooh, Carol Burnett would be. God, that really makes me feel so skinny. Thank you. That's like that's you know. <laughs> Or maybe, like, I was even thinking if we wanted to go, because, like, you got to really have the chutzpah. So I was thinking, like, 
if we wanted to go like really A-list, like we could do, I feel like Helena Bonham Carter would like dig in, like dig in. Whoa. You know what I mean? She'd it's, give you the method I'm, treatment, I'm just right? Worried. That's so dark. But she can do light stuff. I feel like Brett's so funny. Can, but like that's why it would be appealing to her because it's totally different. It's a total departure from what she's done. That's a very interesting idea. I feel so just sexy the hair. right now that you. I'm thinking of like the the hair. Like she would just rock it and the glasses. Any other ideas, Pam? I, I was sticking. I was sticking Carol Burnett. Burnett. So we'll call in Carol Burnett, yeah. young Carol Burnett, and Helena Bonham mm-hmm. Carter. And we'll and we'll go from there, and and Artemis. Okay, great, great. Oh yeah, and Artemis. Yeah, per the talents request. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> per the like, um, per life rights, she's gonna get to sit in on all casting and help. I mean, Artemis is gonna be less expensive. Right? Fair enough. So that's nice. Yes, very nice. Yeah. Um, okay, so who's gonna play like the crusty old executive that's like really hard to break down and like really just doesn't wanna doesn't want to i have an idea okay. on this okay and this maybe just because it's also a, a potential like slight sexual fantasy but Amazing. like um and not that yes. uh, don't fuck my clients but like i just you know it's nice to have like a little bit of heat in the room a little bit yes what about ben mendelson oh right mm. oh mm. i mean hello I feel like you'd have a lot of fun with something like this yes yes he would he would. I was thinking yeah. like really old and crusty. Like I was thinking like Chris, oh. like Christopher Plummer. Oh, whoa! Oh. God, I'd hope he'd be retired. Jesus. I mean, he's he just didn't um, have not that long ago. I don't know, Ben, ben Mendelsohn, like old but like sexy, hot, mm. like working that like working yeah. that like um that Connery vibe. Like I could look 300, yeah. but I'm still, I would stuck. also buy yeah. the, like, I'm I would down. buy the like C C suite, like <laughs> b- almost billionaire kind of vibe off of him too. Like he could just walk in in a leather jacket and, and, some oh, chucks yeah. and, and jeans and like, you'd totally buy it. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd come in on a surfboard and like unzip a tiny bit and be like, yeah. hey, what's up? well, speaking let's of that, lunch. I don't know if you're watching now, I think it's season five of search party, but like, I'm loving watching like Jeff Goldblum oh, yeah. in that kind of role too. Yeah. And like, that would be super, oh, yeah. I mean, like the, Jeff Goldblum was also like a walking mind fuck. So I think that might psych me yeah. out a little yeah. bit more. Like I feel like Ben Mendelsohn and I might be a better fit where Jeff Goldblum might be like, Oh fuck me. <laughs> like, cause he's like, <laughs> So much, like you're both smarter than I am, but Jeff Goldblum is gonna like talk a lot and then make my head spin. Yeah, so, like, yeah. but, but that would he would do also because when I see Christopher Plummer, I mean, like, in that world of a corporation with that much money, like, why does he need to be coached and fair why enough. is he still yes, working? Like, fair enough. he would just oh, be like, you know, okay. in some other country, yeah, 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 yeah. like, yeah, you know, some lake in Italy yeah, or fair some enough, shit. Fair, yeah, yeah. fair enough, fair enough. But like Jeff Goldblum could still be running a company. Fair enough, very you know? true. You said crotchety old man, and I don't know why, but I went right to Michael Caine. Oh, I God, like, I love him. I I think he would be crotchety, but could be broken. Yeah. But there's definitely something hot about. Yeah, ben. I like the hot. I like the hot factor because I was thinking too. Like maybe there's like a son that's like trying to like get the board to like oust the dad, and that's why he needs the. Ooh. That's why he needs the because he's too like, he's too hard to talk to, and so that's why he needs the coaching. So maybe. Ooh. So then, who would play the you know son? Would be really fun too. Who? Because he could, he can do crotchety. Uh-huh. He's he's older, but uh, like I would love to have like a like a healing experience yes. with him rah, rah, to like, huh? Yeah, Richard Kind. Richard Kind. 
Mm, man. Oh, my God. Let me look it up because I'm— Have him tell you stories about when he lived with <gasps> oh, George Oh, God, I love oh, him. Yeah. Let's give young Brett a love interest. I'm just going to say it. I want to say— Young, young or uh, old? Uh, young, like, I'd say, like, mid-30s, 40s. I'm going to go— I'm okay. going to go young Jeffrey Dean Morgan for you. Ooh. Fine. <laughs> Oh my Twist god! Your arm. And his stunt double could be Javier yes. Bardem, and she'd yeah, right. Oh my god, she'd be like, "It's a twin moment." I don't know who I'm doing. Um, okay, I like both of those. Okay. Um, I was gonna say, Os- I was gonna say Oscar Isaac. Yes, but love him. Scenes from marriage. Love him. Brett, okay, Brett, who would be so who would be mm, your but, um. No. Mm. It's weird for as like as gross as I am, like weirdly, like a, a name isn't coming to mind necessarily of somebody I'd kill to be my love interest. But there is like kind of a bucket list crush yes. situation uh-huh. that I've always had uh-huh. and have done some really weird shit. <laughs> like once I cut his picture out, Norbert Leo Buss, <gasps> who I oh, found well, wow. when I saw the first national tour of Cabaret and I saw him play the MC and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm obsessed now. I cut his picture out of the reproductions catalog, put it in a gold frame and had it sitting on my desk, carried it from office to office in my early days, in my, in my late twenties of casting and got caught by his brother. And he was like, is that a framed picture of my brother? But that was not half as bad as when the, the, the woman that played the, the actress that played Mimi when, when Norbert played Roger oh in Rent, uh-huh. her husband, who of course knew him very well yes. because they had done this run forever, he walked in to pick up a script because this is back when we were like, like yep. loaning scripts out. You go read it and read copy. You come back with a hard copy yep. of the script. And I was alone because my boss, this is the year two, 2000, my boss was on maternity leave and I had wallpapered. I, we just gotten a color printer. And I wallpapered <laughs> the office, like the windows even of the office with pictures of Norbert. And so now, like, the, the, the husband of the woman playing Mimi, so they're all really good friends, walks in and he was just like, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. And then just walked out. And I was like, can you not call him? And he just, was like, I'm going to call I'm gonna him. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, and then I, I have, like, had full-blown meltdowns, cried. Like, I've never fully been able to have a conversation with him because oh it started God. when I was too young. So, yeah, no, I, and I still don't think I can I, I can love the idea of Norbert Leo Butts. Like, I love the idea of Norbert Leo Butts. And we make it like a, oh these God. people are, like, in it for the long haul kind of, like, rom-com scenario. Yes, long haul. I was going to say, regardless love that. of who it is, it's a I love that haul. idea. Maybe your your consulting business has, like, a stylist component to it and you've got, like a, like, a partner, like a business partner that, like, comes in and, like, dresses the clients and you like teach them it's very like henry higgins like colonel pickering kind of like situation and um maybe that could be billy porter oh well oh wow wow. that's would that be fun i mean i love it when i'm just like you i i have no input you're you're in charge and you are the alpha in this relationship and yeah i would think pretty much everybody would be in that in that particular role but billy porter my god right wouldn't that be great that'd be fun Sure. Pam, what do you what what other ideas did you have? I I had an idea of like a really like like all over the place like hot mess yes. client, yes. but when you get her in a room and you focus her, she's like like 
spot on and she's untouchable. But like her personal, like she's consistently in the tabloids. She gets into Amazing. trouble. She says the wrong thing. She's in the wrong place at the wrong time. Kind of who, who plays her? Um, I don't know. I had a few here. Ellie Kemper. Oh, very good. Um, I had I had Sydney Sweeney because that's just what she's screaming yeah. to me via Euphoria. Because <laughs> her meme will her meme will live on oh forever. God. That she's just fine and she's the happiest she's ever been. <laughs> what about like Jennifer Coolidge? <laughs> yes, like when yes. you say hot mess, I, I always think of Jennifer Coolidge. And I just love her. I love that. Oh God, I love that. That's like a dream come true. Yeah, right. If, as long as she listens, that would right. be. Amazing. But she would, I think. Yeah, but, totally. Like, and I, think, yeah. I think she'd. Yeah. Would. I think yeah. she would. I think she would. Oh my God, I love that idea. And then maybe you have like a maybe you have um, like a nemesis like competitor that's like also that's also doing it. Also, like a mole, like an office boy or like an office girl, like an exec yeah. assistant who like is silently yeah, plotting yeah, 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 against yeah. you. And that could be... Mm. What about, like, Gina Rodriguez? Ooh, I was going to say Christina Hendricks. Ooh. Because she's sneaky. Yeah. What if it's someone she, who, like, like works seriously? I'm just like, oh, my God, I found, like, my bromance comedy soulmate. Yes. And I trust you in my life. Because also, like, like you can, like, you, like Cal Penn, you are oh all my God, things, yes. And then Cal Penn, like, fucks me over in the end. And, like, I totally didn't yes. expect it because... Yeah. Because oh, I'm Oh, my terrible. God. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Oh, amazing. Man. Okay, great. And then the last one I think we have is the son who's trying to like oust the billionaire dad from the from the board. And he's like gotta be like just like do like I mean, we could go in really a hot on way. the nose and like literally horrible, horrible bosses too and go Chris Pine on oh, that shit. Yeah. So like it can really make him oh, super charismatic. Oh, yes. Like, okay, you know, yes. That's it. Yep. I yes. mean we've already seen it, but like I you know, if for enough money he might do it again. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> amazing okay great I think we have our cast Netflix if you're listening I'm down um, we'll sell this to it's you for to- a very reasonable price make room in the top 10 very reasonable price <laughs> we are shopping we are shopping the script we already have a really good outline anybody that's listening <laughs> oh and, and I also have a request to get um, Glenn Howerton in there oh yeah somewhere oh yeah um, that would be really nice hell yes. he works in that in that world I think hell yeah. yes absolutely um, I really I I wanted to try to fit uh, what's her name in here somewhere and it's I don't know where um, Julia Garner oh, oh yeah I oh, mean she's God. hard to get <laughs> oh my god when she screams, you're going to have to fucking kill me. <laughs> like, I mean, just get her in for that. I don't know. Maybe she comes into the office and tries to take something. I don't know. Oh, my God. Amazing. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe she's, she's a crazy like lady actor, on the bus. Like an actress scorned. Ooh, that's a yeah, good one. Maybe she's. That's a good one. Or like a. Yeah, I don't know. Got to fit her in somewhere. Oh, my God. That like lives rent free in my brain. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Oh, that was, that was fun. Really fun. I yes. love Thank cast you. the movie, oh, guys. Brett's, Brett, cast the movie. We haven't played we in a while. We haven't played in a while. And it was the, you were the perfect guest. We couldn't resist. And thank you mm-hmm. so, so, so much for being here. Thank you for sharing oh your gosh. time and your glorious energy with us. We are just so not worthy of you. We're not worthy. Oh, my God. Thank you for having me and, and indulging me with my 20-hour monologues. I, thank you. This was really <laughs> a lot of fun. I love your games. This is great. Oh, thanks, Brett. Thank you. Um, It's... 
It's time to pimp yeah. you out. So where can people find you, follow you, take class with you? Um, yeah, all the goods. If you have any classes coming up, if you've got anything going on that you want to share, hit it. So right now, when I teach classes, I'm teaching through Actors Connection. Um, mm. For coaching, you can email Brett, B-R-E-T-T-E, at brettgoldstein.com. My uh, website for, you know, and, and this is going to, the website is kind of being overhauled right now, but it's brettgoldstein.com. And then you can choose either the coaching or the casting. And that takes you to, the casting takes you to brettgoldsteincasting.com. There's some tips for actors on there too that I don't update, but it's there, there's there, they're, they are there. And then, um, and then on Instagram, even though I'm not amazing on it, it's at Brett, all the social media is like at Brett Goldstein because I don't get fancy with that. Oh no, you got some good videos. Very Brett. good videos. I gotta tell you, don't She's given out don't some really yourself. good, like free tips, you guys. If you're into stuff. looking into being an actor, you're an actor, check out, check out our social because she's giving out free advice. It's awesome. Ah, uh, all nine of you, we love you so, 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 so much. We're so grateful. Brett, we can't thank you enough for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. Joe. Joe. Wish you could squeeze you with that turtleneck oh, on in person. We're going to get to you very soon. Uh, New Sand Studios at Rockefeller Center. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, guys, thanks again for joining us for another fun, joyful, epic oh, moment so in our ditty of a show. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Guys, all the BTS. It's so much fun. Check it out. Don't Tease the Animals podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook and TikTok. Don't tease the animals podcast and DTTA comedy pod. And um, we just are so happy you could join us again. Love you guys. Yeah, guys. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to join us next week. Bring your motion capture, fish, pharma, speaker character, your um, bearded indie film directors that you do not make out with. And, and, and just hug a cat, hug a casting director today, you guys. They could really use a hug because it's going to be a bumpy ride. And until next time, you guys, don't, don't tease the animals. animals.